Hi, Amber. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Thank you, Megan. Megan, welcome to Bad Movies Rock, where we finally done a thing that we intended to do for some time. Yes, yes, we finally have. But I don't think, I don't think people really understand it. I don't think they'll understand why this movie is so important, especially after we talk about it and how bad it is. Well, let me, let me hearken back, Amber. Ooh, do hearken. Yes, uh, to uh, the year, Amber, the year is 2000. Ooh. And uh, a, a young, a young me goes to see um, a movie called The Skulls in a, a drive-in uh, movie theater uh, with my friend Kim. And uh, we did this because we uh, were being assholes. And, well, half assholes, half uh, uh, being being thoughtful because our friend Liz was like, this guy had come to visit and, like, he was spending time. And so we were kind of trying to give them the, the like, apartment uh, uh, so we were trying to get out of their hair. Oh, of, of, you were being yeah. really selfless because you yeah. wanted to spend time with them. We, yeah, uh, Liz also um, didn't entirely like this guy because this was their first time meeting and neither did we. And we were like, we got to go. You figure this out. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh yeah, we were. God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is... Um, I'm getting a call. Family emergency. Bye. Yeah, and 20 year old asshole Megan with like not knowing what to do. So like, I don't know. I, you, I don't know. I'll play myself off. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Bye. So uh, we go. We see the skulls. Um, it is uh, uh, fabulous, as we'll get to. Um, and after the movie was over, we still didn't want to go home. And so what we decided to do was to go get tattoos. Perfectly natural thing to do when you're yeah. thinking, oh, wow, that movie didn't kill enough time. Ooh, um, permanent skin decoration? Yeah, permanent skin decoration. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So we found a place in Sacramento. Whoa, 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 uh, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. Hold on, hold yes. on. I'm just, I'm just trying, to, I'm trying to imagine this evening. It's 2000. Okay. Sacramento. Yes. You just went to see a drive-in movie. The only way to watch mm-hmm. a drive-in movie is after dark. True. Yes. This movie is almost two hours long. It's an hour and 45 mm-hmm. minutes. So I'm assuming it was probably, well, I guess Vermont is the place where you can only watch drive-in movies in the summer months. So this didn't have to be summer. Uh, it, I guess the movie came out in March of 2000. And so we saw it when it was still playing. So it must have been spring-ish. Okay, okay. So it's not full, long, long daylight. Yeah. But I'm still going to wager that at that point, after yeah. having seen a drive-in movie that can only start after full dark and then it took an hour and 45 minutes, there were probably previews, so probably well over two hours. Sure. Even sure. if darkness fully fell at seven, you're looking mm-hmm. at post-nine. Yeah, I had to say, this was probably 11. It had Ooh. to be. We, so I'm going to imagine uh-huh. that tattoos were not necessarily your first choice. They were perhaps your only choice <laughs> based on what was open. They Here's the thing, Amber. They were our first choice oh. and our only choice. And I will tell you that one of the reasons we thought about it is because 
as will this well well what happens in the movie is they get skull brands in the movie oh no so we decided well we can't really get brands nor would we want to uh uh we're gonna go with tattoos so oh my god yeah yeah oh it all makes logical sense Amber. oh my god yeah you just watch the skulls you don't want to go home and mm-hmm. so the movie gave you the brilliant idea mm-hmm. of permanent skull yes well, we had the idea of tattoos. Um, uh, uh, Kim didn't get a skull. She got something that she'd been thinking about getting for a little while. So she got, uh, 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 she got something else. Oh, so and she I, got something that she'd put some thought into. You know, minimally at least, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and uh, I, I thought, well, let's commemorate this night the way we should. I'm going to get a big-ass skull on my ankle. That is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've seen this. I love this tattoo. I, I still love this tattoo. The tattoo artists we've shown it to love that tattoo. Yeah. It's yep. classic. Yeah. It's classic. It's huge. Like, they, they when they wanted to put it on me, they were like, okay, so we can, like, shrink this down or, you know, and I was like, no, no. No, no. You can leave it that size. <laughs> Wow. Um, you play a and, game of chicken with the knight. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and they put orange like inside the eyes. And so it's like a skull and it's a crossbones and like there's orange kind of in the eyes and then like kind of kind of star bursting behind the bones, which it's a 22 year old tattoo at this point. Oh, boy. Um, I've had it for more than half my life. And uh, it still looks good. And that's not just my opinion. That is opinion of tattoo artists that I have uh, seen. So, yeah. So pretty great. This massive, the, the largest tattoo you have. Uh-huh. Yes. You got because you saw the skulls. Mm-hmm. Not because you were excited about it, but because you didn't want to go home. And then you then got tattooed because, again, you didn't want to go home, but you got it from this movie that you weren't. My tattoo's name is Bruce. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. Megan, is that... That's so tangentially... Mm-hmm. The tattoo on my ankle of a skull... Yes. ...is because of that. Yeah. So I'm fucking implicated in this now. You are. You have a tattoo because of this movie, Amber. Fuck me. You are welcome. But now I'm implicated in this yes. night of debauchery. Yes, you are. This is also your story, Amber. Welcome. Amber, this is your life. This upsets me. Yeah, it should. My little bun bun is sullied. Yeah. Mine's your a bunny skull. Your tattoo's super, super duper cute. Mine's a, I, for some reason, I decided to make it a bunny skull instead of a straight yeah. skull. <laughs> it's, it's It suits you. But it's yeah. still implicated in this yes. Paul Walker, Joshua Jackson monstrosity. Mm-hmm. That's delightful. Yep. That makes me actually really value it that much more. Yes. It's uh, my skull is named Bruce because my um because Liz's father's name is Bruce. And he at first um uh laughed at me heartily and said Excellent. he hated my tattoo. Ooh. And then I said, But his name is Bruce, how could you hate him? And then he started loving my tattoo. So there you go. Way to be really smart about it. Yeah. You mm-hmm. just you just 
Oh, man, I can't think of the martial art where you turn their energy against them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not Tai Chi. But you just did that. You jujitsued. Jujitsu, yeah. Mm-hmm. You jujitsued his derisive dislike of your tattoo. I did. Well played, madam. Thank you. Well, Megan, mm. your tattoo is what brings us here today. Yes, it is. And your tattoo. Oh, jeez. What was I thinking? Mm, hard to say. Good things. I'm very excited that I have this tattoo and that this is the history of it. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm part of a long, beautiful lineage of skull tattoos, and I hope I can pass it on to others. I hope so, too. Pay it forward, baby. Yes. Yep. Well, Megan, let's let's get into this. Let's talk about the skulls, and I cannot think of a better place than attempting to summarize it in a few short sentences. Oh, Let us boy. play. Which is which is which is which? Oh, fucking good luck. Yeah. Oh, the plot of this movie. Oh, uh, this is... It really recommends itself to just a quick summarization to get people excited, to get people Uh jonesing for the mystery Uh and the intrigue and the thrill of the skulls. Sure. Are you ready? Mm. We begin. A senior at an Ivy League college who depends on a scholarship and working on the side gets accepted into the secret society, the skulls. He hopes it betters chances at Harvard, but the skulls is... Sorry, that... I'm, what? I said it what? right, but then I stumbled sure because did. it felt wrong. My apologies. Yeah, it does feel wrong. He hopes it betters chances at Harvard, but the skulls is not what he thought and comes at a price. Okay. That last sentence is hard. It's rough. That's a rough sentence. All right. Two. For Luke McNamara, Jackson, an invitation to join the prestigious secret society, the skulls, is a dream come true. But just when it seems that everything in Luke's life is finally going right, it all goes horribly wrong. Oh, no. Ooh. I think you'll notice that something was missing from both of those. You will notice that something was missing from both of those. Something kind of salient. Yes, absolutely. Three. Luke is tapped for entry into a highly selective secret society, the Skulls. Unknown to Luke, his friend Will has infiltrated the Skulls to write an expose and commit suicide. Luke confronts the possibility that Will was murdered. He confronts it, does he? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they mention Luke. Or, sorry, they mention Will. They're the first ones to even mention the fact that somebody dies. Yes, uh-huh. And it's kind of the crux of the movie, but in a really gross way. And then they just come out and say it was a suicide. Mm-hmm. But then say, maybe it was murder. What? Sorry. I belabor. Wow. Okay. And the final one. Poor orphan white guy Lucas is tapped for membership by a secret society in his senior year at an unnamed Ivy League school that is clearly Yale. When that same secret society kills his best friend and covers it up by making it look like a suicide, Lucas realizes he can use this friend's death to leave the secret society he doesn't want to be a part of anymore for reasons that don't really seem to have much to do with his friend's death. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good, uh, yeah. Yeah, well done. Whoever that person was. Whoever that person may have been. Megan! Which is yes. which is which is which? Okay. Uh, Do you need a refresher? Which one was the one with a super awkward uh, uh, betters his chance at that Harvard or something? That was the first something? one. He hopes it that betters chances one. at Harvard, but the skulls is not what he thought and comes at a price. The skulls comes at a price. Okay. And also betters chances. Also betters chances. And then dream come true horribly wrong. Yeah. And then commit suicide, but maybe not. And then pure brilliance. 
I am having a hard this time with this. This is a tough one. This is a tough yeah. one. Yeah. Because they all because kind of fucked Because they it. all they all fucked it. And so that makes me think that all of them are Amazon. They and may. so it's really hard to figure it out. They may all be Amazon. You could just say Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. And Amazon, one of them yeah. will be right. Yeah, that's true. I could actually get two. I could get a 50% by saying Amazon, 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 Amber. Okay. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with IMDb, Amazon, Metacritic, Amber. Oh, close. Ah, shit. And the first one, Amazon? The first one was IMDb. Oh, interesting. Well okay. done. The second one was Metacritic. Okay. Which I think if, if because it, it says Luke McNamara, Jackson, and goes right, yeah. goes wrong. So you, I feel like if we... If I'd read the whole thing again, I feel like you would have gotten that one. Yeah. Because the whole, he commits suicide, but maybe not, you know, had that Amazon energy. Yeah. I, you still did a very good job. It was IMD, yeah. Metacritic, Amazon, Amber. I'm proud of you. Yeah. All right. That was rough. Okay. It was. I'm sorry. This movie okay. is rough. This, this is a rough movie one to describe. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Well, it's not our job. Right now, our job is to look at the critics and then our job is to try and look at the movie. Okay. Well, we're at a 9% with the critics Ooh, on Tomatoes. That's a good a one. Nine. That's a good one. Yeah. And then a 43 for the audience. All right. 24 on Metacritic, 70 for the audience. Okay. Does this this rivals our our lowest one? It was May. Was it double was it single digits for Almost Heroes? Yes, it was. I can't remember if it was a seven or if it was a nine. If only there was a way to look that up. None of them are wrong and that it is bad. True. But none of them really mentions the true evil of this film. The true evil, yes. Uh-huh. They basically just say, well, a lot of them make just just pluck that low-hanging fruit of the skulls is brainless. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, this one, just Andrew O'Hare of Salon, this one's a pile of crap that won't start. <laughs> okay, I'm not sh- your Your review is a pile of crap that won't start. It doesn't make any sense. That made no sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ooh, boneheaded. Oh. Brainless again. Ludicrous. Forlorn grandeur. Inept. Plain silly. Unintentional farce. Dopey thriller. Dumb, interminable, and worst of all, boring. Brainless again. Initially tolerable, but surprisingly stupid. Yeah. Above average teen thriller. Okay. All right. Okay. uh, Okay. Lisa Schwartzbaum of Entertainment Weekly gave it a positive review. Yep. Anti-elitist, anti-hypocrisy, pro-feel-good entertainment. Oh, Lisa, no. Lisa, that's... Lisa. Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. I, no, 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 no. I mean... Wow, this is actually very hypocritical. And while it makes a lot of noises about being anti-elitist, it, uh, it's actually very hypocritical. It's anti-elitism. Yes. And the MacGuffin of this movie is the death of the one of two black characters. Yep. Yep. He's his his whole death is treated like the MacGuber of what 
yeah, it's not, it's not important. He is not important. It is just this event that happened that was important. It drives the movie. It, it, and it doesn't even drive the character, the main character in the movie. His best friend is is killed. He believes Mm -hmm. it's murder, but it turns out it's an accidental death that was murder. But then it turned, an accidental death that was covered up. But then it turns out it was actually a murder. Right. But at no point is his motivation will needs justice. Yeah. It is, if I can get proof that this happened, then I can get out of this secret society. So a a tape of his death and the confession of the murderer slash cover up slash whoever is leverage so that Lucas can get his life back from the secret society he chose to join for the sake of his own profit, greed, right. and advancement. Which Will told him not to do from the very, very beginning. At no point do any of these people get held responsible for what they've done. At no, no point do we even show Will's family or see what they might want. At no nope. point do we consider Will as a person after he has been murdered. Yeah. He is a plot point, a piece of leverage, a MacGuffin. And I, I mean, I'm not surprised none of the reviewers mentioned this. I, I imagine they probably didn't even notice it. But holy shit, the skulls. Yeah, it's very upsetting. So you deserve a very low score. It isn't, you do deserve. It isn't very good as a movie nope. or a thriller or anything that has a plot or and a purpose. A plot, yeah, exactly. Character motivations dialogue it is entertaining to watch because it is so ridiculous and trying to understand what happened in this movie and why is kind of a fun brain puzzle right yes but only only in the sense of you come across a puzzle that was made by an idiot and you try to see if there is a solution despite the fact that the idiot failed to create one Mm-hmm. and that's kind of fun yeah so, uh, so let's do that. Let's let's dive into this terrible, terrible mess of unexamined white privilege. I'm sorry. If you make a white male character a poor orphan, it does not erase his fucking privilege. It does not. No. And uh, it's played as if it does. It's played like he's the he's the yeah. He's a nice guy. He defends his. Also, poor co-worker who works at the dining hall and has to deal with these Ivy League fucking private school yahoos. You know, poor kids got to mm-hmm. stick together at Ivy League schools. And he works side jobs and he had delinquent friends and he's a townie, but he's distanced himself from that. And he works so hard and he rose crew the whitest sport you can have other than maybe lacrosse, which is honestly offensive because lacrosse was actually an American Indian sport. But I digress. Mm-hmm. Crew is fucking white as hell. Well, any any uh, yeah any sport that needs uh, very expensive equipment is going to automatically be pretty damn elitist. Exactly. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's poor. Yes, he has had to, he had to work five times as hard, maybe even ten times as hard as any of those little private school rich ass yuppies who he's going to school with. But his best fucking friend, who's also poor, also happens to be a black man. So he worked 20 times as hard as he ever did to get that shit. And he's not going to get tapped by a fucking secret society that is literally going to hand him 
$20,000 a car and a career and automatic acceptance to any school he wants to apply to. Actually, fuck it. He doesn't even have to apply. Yeah, turns out. He's yeah. still going to have to work his ass off because the deck is still fucking stacked against him, even after he gets into that Ivy League school. Will is literally on the same exact crew team as Luke. Yep. He's a coxswain. Like, he's... he's He's on the same yeah. winning crew team. Yep. He is a like, he's, front he's page an, reporter for their mm -hmm. school paper. He might even be the editor. He... Yep. Also, Will is played by Hill Harper, just FYI. Luke Lucas is played by Josh Jackson. We've got Paul Walker's in here, who I didn't recognize at first. Yeah, that was funny. Is, is, is ridiculous that I didn't. He's Caleb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Yeah. I, we spend the beginning of the movie establishing just how hardworking Joshua Jackson's Lucas is. He's, oh, yeah. he's poor and he has to work hard and all these, these rich kids are around him. And even the girl he likes, who's one of his best friends, is also rich. And we're not mad at her about that. We don't care about her privilege. We care about the fact that because she's rich, he can't have her because they're from different worlds. Mm -hmm. yes. But we're not mad at her because she's a pretty lady. Right. And this is Chloe, played by Leslie, Leslie Bibb. The secret hero of the movie. Yes. Now, yes, indeed. We see Lucas agonizing over money. We see a long conversation between him and his best friend, Will, talking about how he'll be deeply, deeply in debt after going to the school that is clearly Yale. And then he wants to go to law school and it's $45,000. So he'll be deeply, deeply in debt after that. And even after he graduates, he's not going to be able to afford the life that he thinks he deserves, having all these fancy degrees from these fancy places because of the debt. And he'll have to buy a used car and he'll have to work his ass Ugh. off forever. None of this is wrong. Yeah. He is not yeah. wrong. Graduating with a mountain of college debt absolutely puts you behind. It mm -hmm. absolutely makes it so that you cannot invest your capital in things that will actually grow your wealth for your family. You can't buy property. You can't. There, there are so many. It, all of this is true. Mm -hmm. However, yes. if you are a poor kid who goes to an Ivy League school, the one privilege you have, if you are fucking lucky enough to get into an Ivy League school as a poor kid, you don't fucking pay for that school. Yeah. That's the one benefit of being poor. If you can mm -hmm. get into a school with a giant-ass endowment, they pay for you. Act yep. That college debt, that's the woe of the middle class. <laughs> the yep. one benefit you have to being poor if you get into that school. Sorry, I keep saying it. Because I lived it. Mm -hmm. Yes, I got into a school with a massive endowment. I had no money. They paid for that school. I am lucky mm -hmm. as hell. My middle-class friends still paying off that debt. Yeah. So yeah. shut the fuck up, Lucas. <laughs> you yep. whiny little... I can't even with you. You don't even acknowledge the privilege you actually have. Yeah. Oh, Lucas. Lucas, Lucas, Lucas. Uh, anywho, he gets tapped by a secret society. It's the Skulls. He does. The Skulls, loosely based on Skull and Bones, which is a real secret society at Yale. Secret society facts. Mm-hmm. Is it, is it time? Shall, shall I start? <gasps> you have secret society facts? No, no, what I have for you, Amber, is snake facts. <laughs> Amber, we're going to talk about snakes. Uh, of course snake we are. Snake facts. Yep, snake facts. Snake facts. Time for those snake facts. The, the, the time-honored traditional segment, snake facts. Mm-hmm, yes. Okay, it, this is loosely snake facts because, you know, um, snakes have both skulls and bones in them, so... 
uh, uh, we're going to be talking about. Um, Is that seriously a connection you're you're making right now? I don't know. Um, okay, so so starting off this movie, we have um, the the skulls have to go steal the um, the who'sie what's it the uh, uh, mascot mascot. Thank you of. Um, the snake and skeleton, um, uh, another secret society. Um, and there is a Yale secret society called the book and snake. So, Ooh. and so they literally st- steal this like snake weather vane kind of thing. So, okay. So they're clearly at Yale. Skull and bones is a, is a real secret society that actually like, <laughs> it's a pretty well-known secret society at this point. There are like five major ones at Yale, if you will. Um, and uh, uh, they, three of the Bone and Skulls members have been presidents. Taft and the two Bushes mm-hmm. um, were both uh, Skull, and, Skull and Bones members. The idea that there are secret societies based on, like, privilege and elitism and, like, them then, like sharing secrets within themselves to hold blackmail as mutual insured destruction against each other. It seems totally plausible. I believe it. Oh, God, absolutely. I'm a powerful white dude who does really dumb shit. I don't want Mm -hmm. other people to have shit on me and I don't have shit on them. I think we need to have a blackmail insurance policy and then we'll do favors for each other. But we'll all be on the same even footing of knowing each of us is a smarmy, horrible piece of shit. And if anybody Mm -hmm. steps a toe at a line and tries to buck the system of internalized favors and blackmail, we'll just destroy them Mm -hmm. with their many secrets. With their many, many secrets. This isn't built on trust and brotherhood. This is built on understanding that we are all scum. Yep, and we we but we can prove each other are scum. Therefore, no one will talk about it. Exactly, mutually assured destruction. Mm-hmm. Has this yeah. been snake facts? This has been snake facts, Amber. Delightful. Thank you, Megan. You're you're welcome. I loosely based it on some snakes. Snake facts. Learning about some snakes. <laughs> That's a pretty good uh, theme song. <laughs> Learning about some snakes. <laughs> You're, you're welcome. You can have that. That's free. Thank you. All right. Lucas. Yes. Tapped by Secret Society. Super excited about it. They give him mm-hmm. a bunch of money. They give him a fancy car. There's a fancy house. There's fancy friends. He gets a soulmate because you get a soulmate in the Secret Society. His soulmate is Paul Walker. He's Caleb. Yep. Caleb is the uh, fucking nepotism brought to life. His dad is the chairman of the Secret Society. He's yep. super, super, super privileged. He's kind of a dick, but hey, now they're best friends. And oh, wait. Now he's accidentally murdered his best friend, Will. Lucas's best yes. friend. Will has been murdered because Will hates secret societies or just wants to expose them. He steals Caleb's secret book and key mm-hmm. and breaks in and starts taking pictures. Then they have a scuffle and then Will gets dead. Yeah. And instead well, of... Not immediately, though, oh, as we learn. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, I mean, you. It, part of you, while you learn about this, think Caleb probably just intentionally killed him because he's a privileged little shit. Yep. Nope. It actually nope. was an accident. It played out exactly the way he said it did, only it's even yeah. worse. Once you see the tape, it's even worse. He calls his father and he's like, we need to call 911. I just killed a guy. It's awful. And then his dad clearly tells him to walk away. He'll take care of it. Yep. And then you keep watching. And Will isn't dead. 
Yeah. I mean, in a better movie, I mean, like, it, this is horrifying in general, but this would make a, that, it's, it's a, it's a pretty good reveal. It is. Yeah. But it turns Caleb, right, super privileged Caleb, yes. son of privilege, shoo-in for admission to this school and admission to whatever, into a victim. Yeah, a victim yeah. of having accidentally murdered Will, mm-hmm. and a victim of his father's manipulations. He's a poor, poor, super rich boy victim who's never had to work for anything in his life, and his father always cleans up all of his messes. But really, poor Caleb. Poor Caleb. Poor Caleb, Megan. Yeah. I mean, sure, he lets him cover up his message, and sure, he doesn't choose to take responsibility for anything, and... Sure, he definitely really seems to enjoy all the women in the cars and the money. Yeah. But poor Caleb. His, his papa doesn't poor, love him. Poor, no, no. The only thing his papa loves is getting on the Supreme Court one day. That's his goal. So we have we have two victims. We have poor, poor Caleb, who thinks he mm. killed somebody. Yeah, who thinks he killed somebody. And doesn't seem terribly distraught about it. Nah. Seems seems distraught by the fact that he'll get in trouble for it. Exactly. And then we have Lucas, who joined a society that gave him exactly what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And exactly what he thought it would like it doesn't he never he never seems terribly surprised by what it's like getting him. Yeah. Goes to his ATM, yeah. suddenly there's twenty grand in there. Ooh, this is mm-hmm. awesome. Let's go spend some money. Here's a car. Yay, car! Your friend's dead. Well, that's upsetting. Here's admission. Like, pre-admission to any school mm-hmm. you want to get into. We're, you don't even have to apply. Just tell us where you want to go, and there you go. Yeah. Just shut up about your friend's death. And he yep. takes it. He does take it. He does not say no to it. He walks away with that piece of paper that apparently is a golden ticket to any law school he wants. But then he starts having second thoughts. And you think, is it because you want justice for No, it's not. Oh, you just don't like what's Mm-mm. happening to you. Yeah. You don't like what's happening to you. Yeah. Yep. You're sad about the outcome of the thing you wanted that is happening right. exactly as you anticipated it would. So now we've got a second white man victim. We've got two privileged white man victims. Mm-hmm. Yay! Both of, uh, both of whom are not not dead. They're just being treated like victims. They're not being treated very nicely. Mm-hmm. Dang it, Megan! I feel bad for them. I hope they're okay at the end of this. They're white men, Amber. Of course they will be. Oh, you make an excellent don't point. You, don't you worry your pretty little face. I'm so sorry. So, the the fact that there's a tape of, of Will's death is not a surprise. The Secret Society, as we mentioned, runs on blackmail. They tape yeah. everything. They they force each other to spill their secrets. They've got... Their secrets? The secrets, uh-huh. Their, their widow secrets. But where do they keep these tapes, Amber? Oh, my goodness. I mean, the... <laughs> the ridiculousness of, of how... How they keep the tapes is, like, something that only occurred to me just now is, like, they, like, take these tapes, I guess, every day on a walk across campus and file them in a secret room in the library. Yes. Why would they keep them there? Megan, and I just, I want to remind you of the fact that Mm. they have a giant castle mansion on campus Uh that has a bunch of secret rooms, one of which is just... Water and a bunch of lily pad pedestals with coffins on them. There's nothing else that room can be There's used for. There's nothing else in that room. Yeah. 
that's that's just your your like introduction room that's really made to make an impression on you they also have a manor off at like the beach there are so many places that are controlled solely by the secret society that only members of the secret society can get into but instead they hide the tapes in a secret room in the yale library in the yale library guarded by a librarian who sits at a desk that is truly that you're not wrong that is ridiculous that Blackmail tapes that could bring down the most powerful men in the country yeah. are hidden in a library with like a secret book mm-hmm. door opening thingy. Yeah. Does it and when you when you break into this room eventually in the movie, it clearly has all of them because it has old school like microfilm yes. canisters. Mm-hmm. So this is clearly yep. the stockpile of everything. Yeah, this this has like Taft secrets in it. We could bring down Taft. We could bring down Taft. Always wanted to bring down Taft. He will no longer be the epitome of uh, uh, society anymore. I know nothing about Taft. I don't know anything about Taft either. But fuck him. But fuck that guy. Fine. We know he needs Will's death tape to get out of this mm-hmm. society. That he's. Uh, I thought. I think. I thought you meant. Um. I. You meant to say. For justice for Will, right? No, absolutely. Absolutely not. Lucas needs the death tape of his best friend so that he can use it as leverage to get out of this Mm. society. Well, that seems kind of... Okay, sure. He does bring it to the Mm -hmm. police. He does? When he acquires it. How does he acquire it, Ember? Megan, that is an excellent question. He has a brilliant plan. It is to follow the very, very large man. Who goes He's into so the room. Big. That he, he already knows where the room is. He just doesn't know mm-hmm. how to get into it yet. So we watch the man pull the, the specific book and go into the room. And so, of course, he then waits for the giant man to leave and then goes in, yeah. right? That totally would, that makes the most sense, yeah. So that's what he does. He, he doesn't do that, Amber. No, he, he decides to whack the big man <laughs> on the back of the head as he enters the room. Okay, but that knocks him but- out. No, no, certainly does not. So, but he did bring his mace. Okay, so he has he an did. angry, mm-hmm. whacked, maced giant man in the room with a thing that is filled with fucking. There's so many. Stuff. It's it's a it's a room of like just filled to the brim with tapes, 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 tapes. tapes. And he has to find one. He has to find one among all these tapes, and cool. like. He ends up finding, like, room four, blah, blah, blah. It's like, how does he fucking know it's room four? Like, doesn't know what cameras are labeled. Yeah, has no idea. Bullshit. Uh, yeah, and then he ends up just kind of, you know, when when things, you know, again, big man twice, probably weighs twice as much as, as Josh Jackson. Um, uh, yeah, the, when the, 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 the spray doesn't work, he uses a taser on probably his groin. But he had, at least then, he had the taser on him for this yeah. eventuality. No. Oh, sorry. No, it was in his backpack. Okay. But at least when he, he gets out the... of the building, he's fine. No, 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 no. There's somehow already, I don't know how, uh, people chasing him in a car that he then outruns and leads them into a trap. So his plan was to follow mm-hmm. a giant man into a room full yeah. of tapes. He didn't know what he yeah. where where what he wanted was. He brought oh, Mace and a no taser. Idea. He eventually brought the person down while looking for the table. They were still in the room. Then out ran a car 
to lead them into a trap with friends that he then endangered by involving them in this, rather than just wait for the man to enter the room and then leave the room. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. Good stuff. But drama, I guess. I guess so, drama, yeah. I, oh boy. Okay, well, (sighs) yeah, Lucas isn't very smart. I know he's supposed to be smart because he got into the secret society, maybe, but so when the cop, there's a cop investigating his friend's apparent suicide, mm-hmm. and he he's pretty suspicious of Lucas, mm-hmm. despite the fact that he has no evidence. Well, this is because Lucas told him told the cop that he was in a fight with his friend Will. He right actively he told the cop <laughs> that he fought with a person who wound up dead under potentially yeah. suspicious circumstances. Great, mm-hmm. so that's good. Yeah. And to be fair, he is a white man. True, and. True. Generally speaking, they don't have to face consequences uh, for things, except they're, when they're poor. And his character is poor, and he's made it clear that his friends commit crimes and that he too used to commit crimes and likes to pick locks and used to steal cars. So yeah, he should, should actually know how to interact with the fucking police. Yeah, especially if he knows that he can't tell he can't tell the police why they were in a fight because he's not supposed to talk about Fight cl- uh, the skulls, I mean. So he already knows that he's got a, a, a hard block that he's not going to talk about. So why would you go to the, why would you tell them about the fight if you know you can't explain the fight? Lucas is a sense. dummy. He's a dumb dumb. Okay, well, at least. Stone cold. He gets the tape. When he gets there, Paul Walker's Caleb is there and he's already spilled the beans except he implicated Lucas. So Lucas knows mm-hmm. that a very powerful white guy who's the son of a powerful white guy who's a fucking judge who's about to be a federal judge yeah has said he killed his friend that you already know how he had an argument with yes but hey lucas has the tape he has the tape and he's made copies of this this tape and like in almost every movie you watch when they have something this important he's made several copies he has them like ready to go to be released upon uh uh uh, his word or not word to like 45 different um um you know news agencies so he's got he's got it all under control amber exactly so he hands the one copy of the tape to the cop who then disappears with it and then the uh. tape is blank. And when he realizes the tape is blank, hmm. he handles it calmly and says, hey, I have some friends who watched this tape. It may not be direct evidence, but I do have eyewitnesses. No. Yeah, I mean, so he's doing everything wrong here. Not only yeah, does he just have the one copy, he um, then just lashes out at the police who are in the room with him and like has a nervous breakdown yeah has a nervous breakdown essentially starts 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 bodily handling them and yeah he he he. saying the truth but in a way that makes it sound like a crazed conspiracy theory you're in Mm -hmm. on it too they control everything it's the secret society they ah and the judge the judge yeah and this other guy the senator you're you sound crazy kid Mm-hmm. You do sound crazy, kid. Except that it's all true, but yeah. But he's the spouting it off in the worst was, way possible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The senator was on the take by the, the, sorry, the police officer was on take by the senator. But you think he's on the take by the judge. Right. Because he erased the tape that implicated both Caleb 
And the guy who actually killed him, who is the provost of Yale University, just snapped the kid's neck on the tape. Yep. Yep. Seems great. What's amusing to me is that, so there is obviously conspiracy. And then instead of killing Caleb, not Caleb, Lucas, he's hospitalized and drugged. Yeah. Yeah. Into a drooling state. Luckily, Mm -hmm. we have Chloe. Chloe played by Leslie Bibb. hero. Hero of this movie. The verified hero of this movie. She does most of the action. She does most of the thinking and the smart moves. In fact, the thing that she does in this movie that none of the characters prompt or know about other than her and Caleb is what saves Lucas in the end. Mm -hmm. Caleb didn't know that his dad... Caleb didn't know that Will was still alive when he left. Will had been knocked out. Yes. Probably badly hurt, but like had been knocked out, not dead. Mm-hmm. And he didn't know that. Caleb's dad let Caleb think that he had murdered Will. Yes. When really, Will was alive. And it was the provost of Yale who murdered Will on the orders, probably, of Caleb's dad. Exactly. And the reason Caleb's dad covered it up is not because he cares about Caleb, but because he couldn't handle a scandal because it would stop his ability to become a federal judge and then a Supreme Court justice. So what our, what our good friend Chloe does... No, Chloe outruns goons. Chloe yes. punches goons and escapes mm-hmm. them. Never once does she, she fall down. Chloe does some amazing defensive and offensive driving. Mm-hmm. Chloe tackles a man with a gun. Yeah. Chloe is fucking up for it, making yeah. choices and... In the mm-hmm. midst of all this amazing, deadly, and she knows the stakes, folks. She knows what could happen. She's not unaware mm-hmm. of the danger. She's willing to take it on for Lucas. Yep. Yep. Will was her friend, too. Will was her friend, too. She, of her own volition, goes to see Caleb as he's mm-hmm. shirtless shadow boxing in a gym for some reason, wearing beautiful, shiny blue trunks. Yep. And she tells him, just, just say what really happened. I saw the tape. I know mm-hmm. what really, ha- just just say what happened. And he, he blows her off. And then she turns around and says, oh, one more thing. Will was still alive when you left. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Which is also like, it. yeah, which is also, a, I mean, it's a clever move on her part to figure out that Caleb probably doesn't know. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like all of it's clever. So yeah, pretty great. There's pretty no great reason move, that anyone else wouldn't. Would think. I mean, obviously, Lucas doesn't think that because Lucas is a fucking stone-cold dum-dum. Mm-hmm. But if you had watched the tape, you would have seen Caleb saying, oh, my God, we have to call the police. We have to call 911. Yep. And it, he's he is upset and he wants to do the right thing. Yeah. So if he... She, yeah. she freaking figures that bit out. Mm-hmm. She reads his character. It... God dang it, Chloe. Yeah. Good job, Chloe. The end of the movie comes down to, you guessed it, a pistol duel. Yeah, of course it does. Sure. What the fuck? I don't. Happens uh, at the end of this movie. Who won what and how? I don't know, Amber, because what we find out uh, is that as Chloe's doing all her her cool shit, she actually... uh, uh, gets a little bit of help from the senator. Okay. okay. Now we bring it. So we've got the judge, Caleb's dad, and we've got the senator. Okay. And 
They're having the a senator. They're having a bit of a power struggle, yes? They are. Caleb's dad won like chairmanship over the skulls and the senator's mad about it. Luke thinks he can trust the senator because the senator says, "Hey, we come from the same place. I was poor too." You know, and, and I think I think people like us in secret societies is, is for the best because we can guide them in the right way. Mm-hmm. I wish I was in charge, but I'm not. And he goes to bat for right. Luke. He meets with Luke after all of these things yeah. start happening. He gives him advice mm-hmm. and seems to be on the up and up. When when Chloe is running from the goons that she so handily gets away from, oh, here comes the senator, drives her to the mental hospital yeah. where Luke has been imprisoned and drugged. Yeah. Gives she's her, wary, but... Yeah, she's yeah. wary. Gives but, her a car to escape in, but then calls the provost and tells them where they are. Yeah, it's very confusing. But then, when the provost uh-huh. is set to kill them with a gun after she does some amazing driving and circumstances out of her control go, 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 go badly, then the cop who erased the tape with the evidence shows mm-hmm. up and shoots the provost in the back five times. Right. So and we learn we learn that he's working for the senator. The cops working for the senator. So, yeah. And then he the senator also plants a seed that uh uh Luke needs to live by the rules and die by the rules, which is all a code apparently for Luke to look in the secret uh book where there's rules for everything, Amber. Everything. And figure out that he needs to like you said, duel Caleb. Okay, I'm, I still, so, the senator Uh is helping Luke, but he isn't helping Luke, but he is helping Luke. But he is. His guy erased the tape, but then his guy also Mm -hmm. killed the guy who was going to kill Luke. He got him out of the hospital, but then he also sicked the guy who would kill him on him, and then he gave him a hint about doing a duel, okay? So the duel, he is allowed to challenge Caleb to a duel Mm -hmm. because they have issues they cannot resolve between them. Right. And the judge wants to stand in place for uh-huh. for Caleb, but he can't because the rules say a family member cannot get, or right. sorry, a chairperson cannot get involved with disputes with, with kin. kin. Yeah. Because of conflicts right. of interest. How does one of them yeah. shooting the other one to death fix anything? It, it doesn't. At least I, you know, like, and... All of this seems to be the senator's way of pushing Luke until he had to duel Caleb. Yeah, he removed every other option, like the tape and everything else, to force him into this duel. This duel is what he wanted. It's what he wanted. How the fuck... Like, if Luke dies, that makes no difference to the senator. If Caleb dies, how does that implicate... Um, either, either, you know, lift the senator or pull down the judge. If they both die, like, n- there's no way in that that makes sense that it, again, because this duel is happening on the sacred skull's ground and whatever happens there stays there. So anything that's happening in here it's, doesn't fucking matter to the outside world. Right. And and if, if the whole purpose is to stop the judge from becoming a Supreme Court justice and potentially stop him, like, is, is take the chairpersonship of the secret society away from them. Mm-hmm. Again, all of this is happening in the secret society. So some yeah. of them, if not all of them, already know all of these things. Yeah, so, most of them do. But so he, okay. the duel that he magically wants to happen happens. Yes. Luke 
will die because Caleb has actually handled a gun before and is an excellent shot. Luke, instead of turning around and firing, drops the gun and beseeches Caleb to tell the truth. To whom? To the other secret society members, many of whom probably already know the truth. We already know. Before the duel starts, Mm -hmm. Caleb does ask his father, hey, was Will alive? Yeah. And his father says, I've never lied to you. No, he wasn't. Mm -hmm. So clearly Caleb is, is having some churny thoughts. Yes. But he doesn't put the gun down. Nor does he shoot it. He's conflicted. And and Lucas is beseeching him, just tell the truth. Again, I'm not sure how this outcome helps the senator either, but okay. Nope. And then as Caleb refuses to shoot, finally the judge gets too riled up and decides to grab a gun and shoot Lucas himself. Okay. And then Caleb shoots him in the shoulder to stop him from shooting Lucas. Okay, so now you've got... George Jr. shooting George Sr. Okay. And how does this benefit the senator? Well, Megan, I'm glad you asked. Uh, Caleb then grabs another gun uh-huh. after after his dad, bleeding on the ground, says, you weren't worth it. And uh, uh-huh. Caleb wanders off and goes to shoot himself in the head. And then Lucas tackles him and stops him and says, it's over. It's over? It's all over? It's all over, Megan. What's over? All of it. But that's not true. It's all been resolved. It hasn't. Nobody was brought to justice. It's all... Will's... It's fine. It's all been resolved. Okay. Pixie dust, pixie dust, we're done. Nobody knows... Like, and at this point, here's the horrifying thing. I mean, among the other horrifying things. Like, Will's family still thinks that he committed suicide. A hundred percent. And don't know the truth that he was working really hard to... Uh, expose this elitist secret society, which is what that thinks it's above the law and uses their power for nefarious and selfish purposes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not all over. No, he killed himself. Ha- oh god, he killed himself. Is that you know, you know how it is, Megan? The pressures of an Ivy League education, the mm-hmm. competition. Mm-hmm. It can be really hard on certain types of students who just aren't equipped to meet the social and Mm. academic rigors of the fuck this yeah fuck this. but megan it's it's all over okay it's all over but 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 is it and how does again no it's all over because because then the senator senator... talks to luke and he's like hey Uh i'm in charge now and uh the judge will never see a federal bench much less a supreme court and Why? you with you by my side we can we can start using the secret society for good and and then it's it's all done it's it's all it's, it went the senator's way and looks like you played me he's like yeah but for a good cause and luke's like hey uh-huh. i had a friend it was will tell me that if it's done in secret it can't be done for good i'm out and the senator says hey after all we've done for you, all we've given you, I mean, they gave him a car that he gave away in $20,000. It's really not that much. But unless he goes to the law school without having to apply to it, then he's kind of taken a really massive handout. You can't just walk away. Do you honestly think you can do that? Well, when I come to you later for a favor, do you think you can honestly refuse me without feeling like the house, the the life you've built upon all of our favors is a lie and you own whatever? Oh, boy. Lucas walks away. He says, watch yeah, me. I'm going to go live my life having taken all of the privileges that you gave me as a member of the secret society without any of the burdens. For, three, for like literally three seconds, he was a member of the secret society. He still got a lot of shit. Yeah. And 
As he walks away, having spurned the senator's gifts, the senator says, Well done, son. Well done. Just to himself, he says this. Fucking Willy wonka him. Yeah, that's really weird, Senator. So guess what, Megan? Mm. All of this was part of the Senator's grand plan to use the How? death of somebody he couldn't have predicted to bring down the Senator in a way, or the judge in a way that doesn't actually make sense, and then to inspire Lucas to walk away. <laughs> wait, 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 just, wait, 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 uh, wait, mm. okay. Yes. At least in terms of the internal mm -hmm. politics of the secret society. Yes. Judge is in charge. Yep. As the in charge guy, the full brunt of the secret society is is aimed at getting him on the bench. Mm-hmm. However, the duel yeah. was supposed to be between Lucas and Caleb. Yep. And when he picked up a gun and tried to shoot Lucas, he was interfering, which was against the Skulls rules, which are the only rules that matter. And okay. by thereby doing that in front of everybody, uh -huh. he couldn't be in charge anymore and maybe can't even be a member of the Skulls anymore. And therefore... So they're withdrawn at their support. Right. So now he can't be federal judge anymore. Right. Because they're, they're uh, uh, yeah, they're the only one's opinion who matters, apparently. So the senator assumed that if he forced mm -hmm. a duel, yes. Caleb, who is an amazing shot and would definitely win the duel, would choose not to take the shot because of guilt that he wouldn't know that he felt. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. And uh, uh, then yeah. that the judge would step in and break the rules the senator really knows his shit i, I mean that's one thing i can say is like he's yeah. really got everything figured out he must have also known that chloe would talk to caleb to plant that seed of doubt in his mind it all makes sense it's perfect it's perfect i figured it out it's perfect amber yes Megan. scenario two what what if uh oh i've got another explanation for you here uh mine's pretty perfect though what if remember when Lucas was uh, uh, called to join the secret society, mm -hmm. he uh, had this cup of, of, of water or substance that said, drink me on it. Yes. Yeah. And he drank it and then he passed out. Oh, geez. Megan, it wasn't all what a dream. What if? It was not all a dream. It's never twins. What if it was all, <laughs> what if it was all a dream? It's never twins. Maybe. And then he's like in the hospital having these like, he's passed out. Um, you know, in a coma. And like, the only reason that like things are happening is because like, Will's come and visited him. And so like, he gets Will's voice in his mind. And then Chloe's there visiting and like, she's super competent. So she's, she's super competent in his dream. And um, somebody drops something and that's a gunshot. I don't know. Why is Caleb I mean, there? Uh, because Caleb works there. Sometimes he volunteers there. Mm -hmm. And the judge and the senator? It's a figment of his imagination. He's never met a judge or a senator. Sure. And the cop? Uh, is wondering why he passed out. Sure. Then he's there to interrogate a vegetable? Uh, he's asking Chloe some questions. Okay. In, in, in a hospital room? Mm, I guess he's asking Caleb some questions because that's what the scene was. Yeah. So this is all happening in his mind. And so Will is just fine. Megan's head cannon. Okay. Okay. So the, the the two scenes that were the beginning of the movie up to the drinking 
And then yeah. the scene in the hospital where he's just drooling on his chest are the only true scenes in this movie. Yeah, there's about five minutes of movie in this movie. And the rest of it is fever dream. Yes. That I mean, don't just drink something somebody left for you. Don't do that. And if you That's do, weird. if you mm-hmm. do that, if yeah. a secret society makes you drink sit something, mm-hmm. the, you, you, the, clearly it's going to make you pass out, so sit the fuck down. Sit the fuck down, dude. You're going to hit your head and wind up in a coma dreaming a uh, impossible, weird, fucked up dream that makes no sense. I mean, that's why it makes no sense, Amber. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, it's you're a right. fucking coma dream. You're right. And that's why he's the hero of a story where he's clearly not. Yeah, exactly. Solved it. All right. I like this. Thank you. Amber, what would you rate this movie on the rock scale? Regrettable, outstanding, craze balls, K or solid? It is craze balls. In the sense of, what the fuck just happened to me? Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, it's also regrettable. It's also regrettable. In uh-huh. the, what the fuck did you just do to Will? Yeah. He was a person. Yeah. Well, not according to the movie, he wasn't. <laughs> no, he was not. No. <sighs> yeah. So many interchangeable white men. Oh, and also yeah. the women. There was the one, Chloe. She was great. There was Chloe. I yeah. mean, she was Chloe's a love great. interest, but she was super dynamic mm-hmm. and had was more on top of things than anyone else in she this movie. She was the action hero. The yep. senator, of course. Uh, but then the only other women that are really in this are just sex objects that are being manhandled by often Paul Walker's character. Uh, there's also a scene at a party where a bunch of women just come in and seem to yeah. be party favors. For the They're secret like society the gala. Yeah. 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 They each they get their in. own type of car that they want. Yeah. And they each get their own type of woman who has been coached on their likes and dislikes. Mm-hmm. As, um... Yeah. It's... Okay. Just... Yeah. Objects. Mm-hmm. Dang. Not people. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a... It's, it's a crazy... It's a regrettable craze balls. Yeah. I totally agree with that. It's still very amazing in that order. Watch. It is very amusing to watch. I'll give you that. Megan, do you have an easy story? I do. This is going to, um, uh, this is right around when, um, this story from last week happened. Um, remember that, uh, not all chairs spin, uh, which was what Maddie said. Um, this is what Abby said when, uh, Dan was letting her know that we're going to get ready to go soon. Um, so, you know, can I get, you know, get your stuff together, etc. And then Abby looked at him and said, I'm a cowboy. Was that intended to suggest that she didn't need to get ready? She was already ready. She didn't want to get ready. She was wearing a hat. Did it have anything to do with anything that happened after it? Or was it just... She was wearing a hat, and therefore he needed to know in that moment that she was a cowboy. Mm-hmm. Correct. I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. I, I actually have no questions. I, uh... Yeah. It actually reminds me of a time when I woke up with gauze stuffed in my cheeks and uh, tried to convince the uh, anesthetic nurse who was there to make sure I woke up safely that I was the godfather. Yeah, no, that, that, that yeah, mm-hmm. And it's the same basic I'm- logic. It is the same. And it yeah. was of equal importance at that time. Sure. She wanted to make sure I didn't tear my stitches because I was laughing so hard and trying to speak. 
And yep. I really needed her to know in that moment, much more important than whatever she had to say to me was mm-hmm. that I was the godfather because I had gauze in my cheeks. Because you had the cheeks, yeah. Yeah. I get you, Abby. Makes sense. I get you. Yeah. Amber, do you have any recommendations? Oh, this every time? I don't know. Drink Thai iced tea. It's delicious. It is delicious. I forced, a good point, Amber. I forced Megan to get Thai food because I wanted to get Thai food. And even though we are not in the same place, I figured it was like having Thai food together and somehow gave me an excuse to go and get takeout. And I just, I love Thai iced tea. Loved it since the first time I tried it. It's delicious and I would drink it all the time, except that wouldn't be great. I like to drink it sometimes. I also like really like the Rama dish. Delicious peanut sauce. Yeah, peanut sauce is that's amazing. Peanut sauce yeah. is sweet. I don't know. Eat Thai food. Find your favorites. Yeah. Enjoy. You know what would go really well with that Thai food, Amber? No. Italian ice. Oh, do tell. Heat it up. Heat it up. Cool it down, Amber. Um, yeah, I uh, uh, have been slightly uh, fixated on Italian ice lately because it's delicious. And um, there's a place that I went and they make their own and it was very good. And then I wanted some more, but I didn't want to go all the way over there. And I realized that I had uh, uh, water, and I had lemon juice, and I had sugar in the house. And I looked it up, and that's how you make Italian ice. Ooh. So I just made it myself, and uh, you, you put that all like in a in a in a shallow pan, and then you like scrape it up every once in a while as it's freezing, and then you put that into a blender once it's all frozen up to like the the amount of frozen you want it, and then you then you can eat it. And it's delicious. That's wonderful. DIY Italian ice. Exactly. Excellent. Well, Megan, this has been, this has been something. It has been a thing that we did. Amber, I will close up like I always do by saying, I am tired of being ruled by the skull and bones. The only place they belong are on punk rock albums. The fuck? All right. Who said that? Because that's, that's. Nonsense. I don't know. The, this, this, this quote that I found said that. Specifically about the secret society of the Skull and Bones? Mm-hmm. Jello Bifra? Well, you just said two things. I did. Wow. I've got them on very pretty backgrounds, too. They're, they're like, you've got it with, like, <laughs> I'm tired of being, like, sea scene with mountains in the background. I'm tired of being ruled by the Skull and Bones. Their only place is on a punk album. Mm-hmm. That is some tepid shit. You're welcome. Wow. I mean, that's about right a, for this movie. He's an American singer and spoke word artist, spoken word artist. Okay, so he's 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 bringing down secret societies. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of you ruling me. Your stupid symbol belongs on a album cover. Wow, that's bad. That's really bad. Yeah. That is a horrible... It's not a burn. It's like being splashed with lukewarm tub water. It's just kind of, ugh. I didn't want that on me. Has someone been in that? Yeah, pretty gross. Thanks. You're welcome. Bye, Amber. Bye, Megan. Bye.